Welcome to this episode of the Moss Valley Pod. Thanks, as always, for listening. Coming up on today's pod, there is the next instalment of Brain of the Week. There's also a shout out to a group of people who are going through a bit of a rough time at the moment, along with some words that have helped me in difficult times too. Speaking of difficult times, it certainly is for the High Priest and the Sadducees. Having failed to silence Peter and John, today we find that they are still preaching, still teaching and still healing people in the temple. They would find themselves under arrest once again. Another night in the cells beckoned until, well, let's find out from Acts chapter 5 verses 12 to 26. Now many signs and wonders were done among the people through the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared to join them, but the people held them in high esteem. Yet more than ever believers were added to the Lord, great numbers of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, in order that Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he came by. A great number of people would also gather from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all cured. Then the high priest took action, he and all who were with him, that is the sect of the Sadducees, being filled with jealousy arrested the apostles and put them in public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go, stand in the temple and tell the people the whole message about this life. When they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and went on with their teaching. When the high priest and those with him arrived, they called together the council and the whole body of the elders of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the temple police went there, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported, We found the prison securely locked, and the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were perplexed about them wondering what might be going on. Then someone arrived and announced, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the temple police and brought them, but without violence, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. So, The apostles are back in the temple, preaching and teaching again. It was only earlier this week that we heard about them getting arrested for this and spending the night in the cells. Nevertheless, they've decided to carry on, much to the annoyance of the high priest. You see, they're the guardians of all that is right, all that is true and all that is just, or so they think. They've turned a blind eye to the fact that the system they preside over screws the poor into the ground whilst they get rich. It's the same system that gives them their power and importance. 
and they're not happy about some ragtag bunch of uneducated so-and-sos who think they know better. And what's worse, people are listening to them and believing them. Something had to be done. They're arrested again and sent to prison for the night. But what they couldn't account for was the arrival of the Holy Spirit, God himself. During the night, God opens the doors of the prison, lets the apostles out and tells them to carry on with what they're doing. The next morning, the chief priests, the temple police and all the leaders cannot believe what has happened. The prison was secure, yet the prisoners have escaped. Where could they be? They were back exactly where they were before they were arrested, doing exactly the same thing. You would have thought that they'd be anywhere but the temple. It's as if they're letting the high priest know that they won't be stopped. It's true that people don't often like change. There is familiarity and security in what we know. What we don't know or understand can make us anxious and alarmed. We channel a lot of effort into keeping things the way they were. The high priests were like this. They had a lot at stake and were going to defend it to the hilt, regardless of the rights or wrongs of the situation or the change. This is not to say that the way things were has no value. They do. It's just that sometimes God calls us to move forwards. And when he does, as the high priest reminds us, there is little that can stop God doing what he wants. As we pray today, we'll be using a pattern based around the Lord's Prayer. The responses are short verses from the Lord's Prayer with things to think about and pray through as we go through. Rachel is going to lead the responses for us. So let us pray for our own needs and the needs of others, following the pattern which Jesus gave when he taught us to pray to God, our Father. Through our love of the countryside, through our care for animals, through our respect for property and tools. Father, hallowed be your name. On our farms and in our homes, in our colleges and schools, where machinery is made and where policy is planned. Father, your kingdom come. By our seeking your guidance, by our keeping your commandments, by our living true to our consciences. Father, your will be done. For the millions who live in poverty and hunger, for our own needs and the requirements of our neighbours, by cooperation, sympathy and generosity. Give us today our daily bread because we have broken your commandments, doing what we ought not to do and neglecting what we ought to do. Forgive us our sins. If any have injured us by injustice, double dealing or exploitation. We forgive those who sin against us. 
when prosperity lulls us to a false security or hard times prompt us to despair when success makes us boastful or failure makes us bitter lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil in the assurance of faith in the confidence of hope in the will to serve help us to love christ as lord and our neighbor as ourselves for the kingdom the power and the glory are yours now and forever amen So I want to do a community shout out today to a particular group of people, students. Over the last week or so, your life has been turned upside down. The confusion over your exam results has been completely unacceptable. I know that for some of you, this will have made little difference. For many of you, however, you've been stuffed with the wrong end of a bad job. It feels as if your plans have been wrecked by a computer program that doesn't know or care about you. And worse still, nobody is taking responsibility for it. I'd like to say this to you. Well done. Your exam grades don't define you as a person. They never have and they never will. Those who genuinely love you and care about you are rightly very proud of you for all that you have achieved. It isn't your fault that everything has gone wrong. You are very much valued by lots of people. You have an awful lot to offer the world. Please hang on in there. Right now, you might be feeling angry, sad, upset, confused, or however it is that you feel today you might feel that your future has gone. Let me tell you now, it hasn't. I never set out to be a vicar. I was going to be a computer programmer until God showed up with other ideas. We never know what is around the corner. But what I do know is that you are loved. And regardless of the pain, anger and frustration of the last few days, it will pass you will grow stronger and you will still be able to achieve your dreams if you still want them. The road ahead will be hard and uncertain. There will be few who understand what it feels like for you now and I certainly can't imagine it. All I can do is hold you in my prayers and share a couple of verses from the Bible that have helped me when things have gone seriously wrong. There's some words from the book of Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. You will come through to the other side. It will get better.
We finish this week with the traditional quiz. It's time for Brain of the Week. This week, I've been on the internet again. As always, the answers and my sources will be revealed on Tuesday's pod. The theme of this week's quiz is acronyms. Many companies are known by their initials or an acronym. Here, I'm going to provide the acronym, but do you know what the acronym stands for? Let's find out. Number one, BMW. BMW, as in the car maker. Number two, that chocolate treat, M and M's. M and M's. Number three, HP in HP source. HP in HP source. Number four, with regard to computers, IBM. I-B-M. Number five. The mobile phone company, H-T-C. H-T-C. Number six. Fast food from K-F-C. K-F-C. Number seven, the bank TSB before it merged with Lloyd's to become Lloyd's TSB. So the bank TSB, but before it merged with Lloyd's to become Lloyd's TSB. Number eight, mobile phone network EE. E-E. Number nine, the shop H and M. H and M. And finally, another shop that I didn't realize was an acronym, IKEA or IKEA. IKEA. There you go, 10 acronyms to have a go at. The answers will be announced on Tuesday's Moss Valley Pod. Many thanks for listening to the Moss Valley Pod, recorded in Eckington, Derbyshire, England. This has been made possible by the good people at anchor.fm. Sending you all good wishes. Until next time, take care, be safe, God bless.